Luke 24, verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. He's risen, Barrett. He is risen. I know. So we we are here at the really the birthplace of the Christian religion, the resurrection. That's if right. Jesus is still dead, then there's nothing to any of this. That's right. Um, but he he's very much alive. And mm. and you know, the whole birth of the church and the apostolic letters and the revelation of John, everything uh, that comes after this in the Bible, uh, it is, it hinges on this event. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to be noted here. Again, we see this, this faithful group of women, uh, who are the first witnesses mm. of the resurrection. And there's a lot to be said just to the historical, you know, how, how radical that is for that, women to be showcased. Yeah. Women and, yeah. and specifically people like Mary Magdalene, who, right. who would have been a very shameful person. Yeah. Um, even despite the fact that, you know, she walked with Jesus, like right. she, she had a very checkered past mm. and, and yet these are the first witnesses to the resurrection. Yeah. And, um, not just because they happened to be in the right place at the right time, but they were the faithful few. I was about to say they were remaining faithful. That's right. So they were going to anoint the body of Christ. Right. Um, and clearly they, they were confused and yet still had not given up Mm. on the Christ. Yeah. And then we have our buddy, Peter. Um, and comes back. So, you know, a lot going on here, Barrett, what are, what are your thoughts on this resurrection? I'll give a word on Peter. So, I mean, just to try to like, sometimes, you know, we get used to these stories. Mm -hmm. Oh, the resurrection, you know, he's risen. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I've read it like a hundred thousand times. And like, I'm used to hearing it every Chris, sorry, Easter and, you know, all this. But sometimes it helps me to try to like dig into the characters behind some of this. And I I mean, you're, you're doing some of that with Mary Magdalene and that. But like with Peter, you think about this guy that, Three days earlier, you know, he came to Jesus and was like, wherever you go, I'm going to be there with you. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. Like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to take on the world. You know, I mean, he was just so fired up to follow Jesus. And Jesus gives him this prophecy that ends up coming true very soon after that, you know, before the the rooster crows, like, you're going to deny me three times. Mm -hmm. And he's like, 
you're out of your mind. There's yeah. no way I will do that. Yeah. And he does. He ends up allowing, you know, whatever social cultural pressure to come on him. And he ends up denying Jesus three times, but not only does he deny Jesus three times, he denies Jesus three times. And he's actually, you know, one of the gospels talks about how he's watching D- Jesus from a distance. And Jesus actually like looks at him as he's, you know, walking to the cross. Yeah. And that's the, that's Luke. It's Luke. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, and so he's, you know, he looks at Peter and I mean, you can, you can just sense the overwhelming feeling that Peter had at that moment. Oh, like, man. oh my gosh, just to realize like I denied him, but not only did I deny him, he will die today. I know he'll die today because yeah. like no one, no one marches this and goes and hangs on a Roman cross and lives. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's lost like his mentor, his best friend, his you know, father figure in some ways, um, his partner in ministry. I mean, all this wrapped up in one, like he's losing that person that day. And so, you know, all the, I mean, it's interesting in this passage that the other 11 seem to be very doubtful and says that they did not believe the women when they came back and told him. Yeah. But Peter is like, he's probably like, okay, I don't think I believe you. However, I'm about to hightail it and like check this out for myself. Yeah. Cause like if my best friend, mentor, you know, rabbi, whatever is not in that tomb, like I want to know what happened to him. And he mm-hmm. runs back and he finds Jesus is not dead. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, he's clearly not here in the tomb. And so mm-hmm. he went back and it says he marveled at what had happened. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it just helps to gain a fresh perspective on things like the resurrection when, when you try to like, dig into those characters a little bit more and see how they must have been feeling at that, at that moment. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, uh, and I mentioned this a, a couple of days ago in the Peter denying Jesus passage, but I use a story, um, when given a talk in, on the young adult, like ski trip. And this is a very striking moment. And to your point, really tragically, we can quickly lose wonder for the most important stories and passages in scripture yeah, that's just right. because of familiarity. Yeah. But so Peter's last interaction with Christ before his death was when he denied him the third time. And like you were talking about, he, he denies him the third time and the rooster crows. And then the last interaction is, is Jesus hears the rooster crow and turns and looks at Peter. Yeah. And, and, it's this like chilling moment when, yeah. you, when you think about that. And, you know, the the other person that betrays Jesus on this day is Judas. And so Peter and Judas are, it's this yeah. interesting dichotomy in the story. Yeah. Judas also, he sees Jesus on trial and he realizes he'd made a mistake and that Jesus was innocent. And so he goes and tries to undo it. And the chief priests, you know, they're like, what is, you know, what is that to us? See to it yourself. Hmm. So he throws the silver in the temple and he goes and, and kills himself. Hangs himself. And Peter, he he betrays Jesus. And then they, they make this really chilling eye contact. And, um, you know, such a dumbed down version of that. I'm just, I kind of think about, you know, I, I think everyone's greatest fear is, you know, the, like you're, you're talking really bad about somebody to like your friend and then you realize like that person is like standing right behind you <laughs> or like you, right. you like text somebody about 
like, oh my gosh, Barrett's driving me crazy. And yeah, you, you accidentally, you like accidentally send it, send it to, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's like that times a million because, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's this betrayal unto death. Hmm. And Peter, when he hears this rumor that Jesus might be alive and, and no one else believes it, the fact that he gets up and runs to the tomb is such a display of, of faith because he knows his sin. He he goes out, he weeps bitterly after the betrayal. So he he knows the sin and foolishness and his weakness. And yet he also knows that the only hope that these things could be made right is if Jesus actually is alive. Hmm. And he doesn't he doesn't run and hide. You know, he, he's not afraid of seeing Jesus again. He actually, the number one thing that he, he needs is to see the very person that he betrayed. Mm. And I, I just love that. And, you know, Dee's, he'll, he'll talk about this. Um, but the, the great offense and the great irony of the gospel mm. is that the message of the gospel is that y- your sin it is so wicked and so devastating that the only possible um, solution would be the mercy. It would be to encounter the mercy and seek the forgiveness of the very person that you've offended. Hmm. And that's what we see Peter doing here hmm. is that he, the only hope is that the resurrection of the very person that he betrayed. Yeah. And that is just such a great display of like when, when we're in those moments of sin and what Paul, you know, he, he calls godly grief like worldly grief produces death like judas Hmm. but godly grief it it sends us to run searching for Hmm. the resurrected king that we actually betrayed knowing that he'll take us back in that's good that's really good yeah i mean i I was just gonna add that you know paul in first corinthians 15 is is talking about the resurrection and uh, he makes the point that you were kind of making uh earlier when we started but um just that you know, the, how important the resurrection is. And I think sometimes we, we lose sight of the importance and there is a whole lot of emphasis placed on the death of Jesus, which actually is like, you know, highly important. There's there's a lot (laughs) going on. Yeah. Yeah, As it turns out, there's a lot going on in the death. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, However, you know, uh, in, uh, in first Corinthians 15, uh, Paul says for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile yep. and you are still in your sins. Yeah. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. And so what he's saying there essentially is like, if Christ has not been raised from the dead, it's not as though like, well, at least he taught us some good ways to live and we yeah. lived like a good moral life and I stayed faithful to my wife or whatever because of Jesus, it's like, no, we are of all men most to be pitied because we followed this lie. Yeah, Uh, We followed something that was wrong. And so everything in our faith hinges on the resurrection and the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. It was how he he showed and proved that he had defeated death. Mm -hmm. And so the one who has come to life is able to give life Mm -hmm. to all of us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, I love that that passage. And just to flip it as we close out, if Christ is not raised from the dead, then you are still in your sins. Mm. But if Christ is raised from the dead, then you are not any longer in That's your right. sins. You are in the righteousness of God. That's right. And you know, Psalm one hundred three is one of my favorite passages that uh, 
is is fulfilled in Christ that that he pardons your sins he heals your diseases as he, far as the east is from the uh, west yeah, he, he right. redeems your life out of the pit mm. he crowns you with steadfast love and mm. compassion so much to just to you know sit and marinate on from the resurrection and so mm. I think a lot to to just give thanks for and, and pray over and as we meditate on this day and to live not like people who are still in our sins, mm. but who are in the righteousness and in the resurrection of Christ. I love it. Amen. So for Barrett Amen. Fisher, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on the road to Emmaus on our daily rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.